right. What's up, guys? Hey, welcome to the Unsuppressed Fire Podcast. I'm Eric Portwood, your host and the creator of the Unsuppressed Movement. Last week I did uh, that episode, uh, video in these episodes for you guys that are watching on video and um, not just the audio. I was walking down the street last last week and had had my thoughts um just free thoughts uh this week i want to talk about next week i'm gonna have a guest so we'll start doing some guests on this thing and uh so you don't have to keep listening to me i was gonna do a guest this week but we had to we had to change things up just because um the family's sick wife's sick son's sick and i'm starting to get a little scratchy throat too so i really didn't i was really feeling extremely uh unmotivated to do this but it's been on my heart and i did a post the other day on social media you guys that know a lot of this whole self-development self-mastery journey of mine has developed and began um when my buddy brad clark got killed in the line of duty you see him back here behind me uh that's his uh pick there but anyway he was uh the unsuppressed fire podcast he would have really liked he would definitely definitely been a guest because he was definitely one of the unsuppressed ones that the, just this w- recent couple weeks I have realized that what the, what the heck are we doing? Like, what are men doing? What are men doing in leadership roles that have no idea? the systems and processes and procedures that they are following and they are answering to. And, and, and do they have no desire to even find out? They don't even ask questions. They just accept it. And I don't think <laughs> that was one thing. That's just definitely not my mindset. I don't like, if I don't understand something, I'm not just going to go ahead and say, okay, well, I guess that's just the way it's supposed to be. And who cares? Because that's, that's not what, that's not the way it should be. Like if you don't understand something or you don't agree with the process, ask a freaking question. And I came across a, a man in a, a government leadership role that the only answer he could give me was there is no answer. There is no one to contact. And he was uh, a higher on the supervisory level, and he still, that was the answer he gave me. How do you become a supervisor, and you have, you've gone up the ranks in your field, in your organization, and you just accept there is no answer for an answer? That's not an acceptable answer to me, and it shouldn't be an acceptable answer to him either. 
But I think so many people just are accepting these answers because they're scared to death to lose their job. They're so scared of losing their job that they won't even stand up for other people and and do the right thing and ask the questions and challenge the process and challenge the system in to make it better. Challenge and, and questions doesn't mean that you're being contradictory or confrontational. Challenge and questions just means you want to better understand the process that you're enforcing. So when people underneath of you that you supervise and that you lead, you're able to answer those questions for them. But that doesn't seem to be the consensus here recently. And a lot of the processes I'm seeing have become extremely impersonal. And there was another a corporate world um, leader, very, per, very, you know, we've become, in, even in the corporate world, the uh, whatever, we've become extremely impersonal. And it, I feel like there people are afraid to even speak to one another that we get. If, if you don't have an answer for someone or you don't, necessarily want to speak to them you we're sending out these auto generated like emails what's up with that like what what happened to the good old fashioned face to face or good old fashioned phone call you know to move on i, I just don't understand it but that's neither here nor there, but of course, you know, with this, with this podcast and being, um, started in the, you know, after, after my buddy got killed, um, and him being extremely, uh, unfiltered and unsuppressed and, and he was always a question, question asker and, and, uh, and, you know, we, and he always got an answer. He didn't accept, I don't know, for an answer. You know, I spoke on, he was always, he always wrote a lot. He wrote a lot of, of good content, good excerpts. He stood on stage and he spoke to, you know, men and women across the nation that was trying to better the fire service. And... And I'm, it's becoming extremely apparent to me why I have found solace in writing after, after his death. Simply, you know, I venture, it's, it's almost like this is the way that I'm supposed to be honoring his death and, uh, you know, I've, I've ventured to even say this is the way that he would want me. This is what he would want me to be doing, is continuing the voice 
and continue that unsuppressed, unfiltered content to uh, to stand up for the men. Um. So this this uh, of course is his wife uh, Melanie or. Um, I didn't even know this, but this excerpt that I'll read to you guys, uh, she said that she reads at the end of every conference and uh, that she does because she now continues his legacy and, you know, stands on stage and, uh, and, and, and continues the fight as well. And in a day and age where it seems like we're all trying to be silenced and suppressed and censored um it's just going to take more people like us to continue to stop being afraid and to stop standing up and start asking questions as as my buddy brad always did So I'm going I'm to go ahead and, and read this passage that he wrote. Um, one of our brothers shared it on on social media, which was right on time once again as all this uh, censoring is happening. Uh, I, um, so I'll start. <clears throat> Get a little sip of agua here. It's uh, water for all you non-Spanish-speaking individuals out there. But anyway, uh, these are his words. I cannot wrap my head around the me-first mentality. I'm tired of seeing people use safety as a crutch to themselves out of harm's way, to keep themselves out of harm's way. There is a movement to take back the profession of firefighting. The people driving it, remember, we exist for the people we serve. Get into the weeds. Get deeper for information. Stop believing that 100 firemen die each year fighting fire. Most are due to health and motor vehicle accidents. Bill Carey, for one, has tons of info to support this. Some guys post daily about ways to improve your fitness Others make daily, weekly posts about victims being found and saved from conditions that many would deem unsurvivable. While it is great, and I support it fully, there are others that want to tear it down, calling people reckless cowboys, unsafe, stupid, etc. I wouldn't advocate for anyone to be foolish and crawl into a furnace, but I do hope and expect that more people would get into the detail into the details of the job. Learn where victims are being found. Focus efforts in those areas when the fire is winning the battle from the building. Tenable spaces exist is bad tenable spaces exist as bad conditions. We have gear, clean air, and the ability to change the outcome for people. Please do not fall for the garbage being spewed to the contrary. Educate yourself to make good decisions. Don't listen to the people who say our belief is wrong. 
I don't like NBA, so I don't watch it. I don't try to be a professional basketball coach. If people disagree with my way of thinking, they can move on. There's a war being waged and the collateral damage is massive. Uninvolved firefighters, unhealthy firefighters, uncaring firefighters, and we haven't even gotten to the citizens. Where do they shake out in all of this? I don't wish to see anyone killed in the line of duty, but I hope that people remember the oath they but I hope that people remember the oath they took that demands they potentially lay their life down for the people in need. I spent a number of years as a soldier. How freaking stupid would it be for me to have told any of my guys back then, man, if we push into that area, we could be shot and killed. Nobody can survive a firefight in there, so we weren't going. If that was the attitude of the military, we would all be speaking another language and not enjoying freedom. Train, work out, eat better, and get educated. Pass on what we learn, what we know, and what we've experienced. When we do these things, we will be victorious and our citizens and the people beside us will reap the rewards. Keep pushing, stay motivated, and don't listen to the mutts when they bark. Lieutenant Brad Clark. I didn't know that was going <laughs> to... I didn't know that was going to get me emotional. Um, I should have known, but it's just one of the many reasons I miss that man is those words, those unfiltered, unsuppressed, no nonsense, pull your head out of your ass. Stop being a little bitch. Words. I still, I cannot wrap my head around some of the men that are still in the profession. That's honestly why I keep a lot of my skills. Why I keep training, why I hold on to my paramedic cert, why I stay fit, why I eat healthy, because you look at a lot of the men and women in the profession, they ain't saving your ass. They don't even ask questions when they're challenged. They just follow a single file line like a bunch of sheep. It's very disheartening. And my buddy would be pissed. So I'm speaking for him. I'm going to continue his legacy. I'm not going to be suppressed. I'm going to continue to ask questions if I have questions. If I don't understand the answer, I'm going to ask. And you should as well. If you're in a leadership uh, leadership position, 
and you don't even care that you don't have the power to make the decisions or you don't, or the power or the information has not even been provided to you because they don't feel the ones above you don't feel that you're privy to it. Shame on you. You're a weak leader. Prove me wrong. I want you to prove me wrong. I hope you listen to this episode and you pull your head out of your ass and say, hey, I'm in a leadership leadership position and I haven't been asking the questions. I've just been checking the box. Still time to change. There's still time to make an impact. There's still time to be better. To leave this place better than we found it. And that doesn't go just for the fire department. That goes for the world in general. We need men to stand up. We need men to ask questions. We need men to push back. And stop being weak. Stop being passive. Stop self-censoring because you're afraid to offend someone or afraid that you might lose your job. If you lose your job over doing the right thing, maybe it was meant to be. Anyway, guys, that's all I got on this episode. I just had to get that off my chest. Like I said, next week... um, we're going to dive into uh, some more deep topics on suppression, emotions, suicide, becoming the optimized human being that you are capable of being. If you stop just sitting on the sidelines and wishing and dreaming, you can wish in one hand and shit in the other. I guarantee you, I'll tell you which one's going to fill up first. All right, then. Thanks for listening to Uns- Unsuppressed Fire Podcast. This will be uploaded on YouTube. Listen on Apple. Listen on Spotify. Listen on all them good janks. I'm here to stay. I ain't going nowhere. So if you want to go with me, light your fire. Let's stay unsuppressed. I'll let you.